Howdy, this is Dave Hill, and this is issue 52 of Dave Does the Comics. This is my monthly comic book review podcast recorded on July 7th, 2013. I am not a comic book industry insider. I am not a literature or art major. But I know what I like, and this is my podcast to unpretentiously tell you what that is. Hey, if this is issue 52, does this mean we go on then to the new 52 and I can throw out all the stuff I've done before and replace it with grimmer and grittier podcasts where everyone has high collars and seams in their costumes? I guess not. Anyway, lots of stuff to go through as usual, so let's have at it. We'll start with Marvel. Age of Ultron, book 10 from Marvel. Brian Bendis writing, diverse hands on the art. Ultron is defeated due to lots of battle and some time travel induced backdoor code. Oh, and time is broken now, and even some comic book universe barriers are broken too, maybe. Um, ho hum. Um, Age of Ultron was an entertaining series with some fun bits to it. The Wolverine, Sue Richards, Hank Pym bits were worth a book in and of themselves, but ultimately the impact will be felt less in terms of everything is significantly changed as much as some new books are being launched. Decent stuff, but not terrific. Age of Ultron, Book 10 AI from Marvel, Mark Wade writing, Andre Araujo on the art, Hank Pym reviews his life, what he's learned during this whole Age of Ultron incident, and decides if he can actually be a hero. Oh, it also sets up Avengers AI number one, in case you were wondering. Uh, fun times, really, and Wade uses his usual character aplomb to make it all feel real. Uh, four stars. I liked it a lot. Avengers AI number one from Marvel. Sam Humphrey's writing Andre Arujo on the art. Um, it's a shame that Wade didn't write this title too, because while there are some clever parts in this new team of Hank Pym assembled AI, including Victor Mancha, uh, the Vision, and a Doombot, as well as a Shield overseer, Monica Chang, uh, the dialogue and story as a whole don't flow very well for an introductory issue. Here's hoping it gets better because there's really a lot of potential here. Three stars. I liked it. Avengers Arena number 11 from Marvel. Dennis Hopeless writing a Riccardo Borcielli on the art. One of the things Hopeless is doing in this twisted yet oh-so-good Battle Royale series is look at how the stress of it all affects the various characters, for better and for worse. This issue focuses on Reptile and Hazmat and what they've been doing the last few days, weeks, issues, and why. Um, combat, death, and loss do take their toll. Great, awful stuff as usual. Five stars. Um, it's pretty amazing stuff. All new X-Men number 13 from Marvel. Brian Bendis writing, Stuart Immonen on the pencils. This continues to be a plain old fun series, with the old new X-Men being a lot less tractable than either Wolverine or Kitty Pride think they should be, Mystique's big plan being partly revealed, and Jean Grey becoming more and more trouble for bad guys and good guys alike. Plus, we get some further debate over the M-word, which is some nice character building and cross-continuity conceptualizing. All that with great art. Uh, good stuff. Four stars. I liked it a lot. Avenging Spider-Man, number 22 from Marvel. Christopher Yost writing, David Lopez on the art. Pro-death. 
The Punisher is always considered Spider-Man something of a dilettante, unwilling to make the hard choices in the fight against crime. Spidey is always sort of considered Punisher sort of a scary, violent extremist. But now that Spidey's actually Doc Ock, well, both considerations are in for an update. Uh, four stars. I liked it a lot. Daredevil, number 27, from Marvel. Mark Wade writing, Chris Samney on the art. Daredevil's final confrontation with an encapsulated bullseye and DD's power counterpart, the ninja Ikari. Uh, bullseye has had nothing to do with his life but planned for this moment to threaten all of Matt Murdock's friends and to force DD into a battle he cannot win. And it all unfolds beautifully at Wade's hand, um, complete with a bit of further rapprochement between Matt and Foggy. I'm really, really liking this run on DD. Um, I think it stands up in its own way to pretty much anything else that's been done with the series to date. Um, so, four stars. I liked it a lot. Fantastic Four number nine from Marvel. Matt Fraction writing. Mark Bagley on the art. Nativity. The Thing is convinced that due to some vandalism and harassment, he's responsible for the creation of Doctor Doom. But when the FF's Wonder Yar brings them to that critical moment in time, he learns some very interesting things about it. Yeah, it's tinkering with a seminal instant in the Marvel continuity, but Fraction does it well, in character, and even arguably improves upon it. Uh, four stars. I liked it a lot. Fury Max, number 13 of 13 from Marvel. Garth Ennis writing, Goran Parlov on the art. My War Gone By, number 13, but yet will write a final rhyme while waiting crucifixion. Garth Ennis' sagas usually end up one of two ways. Deep, dark, and depressing, or deep, dark, and depressing, yet somehow uplifting is the human spirit and the humor that attends it battles on. Well, this is one of the former ones, appropriate for a tale of a man knee-deep in every bloody covert activity the U.S. has engaged in since World War II. Um, I can't say that I enjoyed it, but it's been a hell of a thing. Um, five stars. I'm going to give it credit for what it is. Um, amazing work. Red She-Hulk, number 67 from Marvel. Jeff Parker writing, diverse hands in the art. Route 616, part 5. I really wanted this Red She-Hulk Machine Man series to succeed, but it got so far down its own rabbit hole of grand conspiracies and cross-dimensional travel that it's almost a mercy to see it coming to an end. Hopefully She-Hulk's red and green will both have an opportunity to shine elsewhere in the Marvel Universe. Two stars, it was okay. Star-Lord, The Hollow Crown from Marvel, Steve Englehart and Chris Claremont writing, Steve Gann, John Byrne, Michael Golden on the pencils. Uh, with Star-Lord and the Guardians of the Galaxy getting a big play in Marvel these days, see also the upcoming movie, this is an oversized reprint of some of his, the earliest work about him, including Steve Englehart's first rather drug-and-astrology-induced origin in the old black-and-white Marvel preview comic back in the mid-70s, and the Claremont Byrne space opera a year later, as well as a Marvel who's who entry for Peter Quill that shows just how messed up his continuity is, but which includes copious reference to the more recent Guardians history pre-reboot. Overall, it's enjoyable fun and a worthwhile read. Um, three stars. I liked it. Um, some other three-star reviews for Marvel. A plus X, number 9. Avengers, number 15. Cable and X-Force, number 10. Captain America, number 8. Captain Marvel, number 13. Indestructible Hulk, number 9. Iron Man, number 12. Journey into Mystery, number 653. Powers Bureau, number 5. And Wolverine, number 5. Some quick four-star reviews for Marvel. Uh, I liked these a lot. 
Guardians of the Galaxy number four, Brian Bendis writing, Sarah Pacelli on the art. New Avengers number seven, Jonathan Hickman writing, and Mike Diodato on the art. Nova number five, Jeff Loeb writing, and McGinnis on pencils. Superior Spider-Man number 12, Dan Slott and Christos Gage writing, Giuseppe Camuncoli on the pencils. Thor God of Thunder number 9, Jason Aaron writing, Isad Ribic on the art. Uncanny Avengers number 9, Rick Remender writing, Daniel Acuna on the art. Of Uncanny X-Men number 7, Brian Bendis writing, Fraser Irving on the art. Wolverine and the X-Men number 32, Jason Aaron writing, Nick Bradshaw on pencils. X-Factor number, number 258, Peter David writing, and Neil Edwards and Carmen Carnero on the pencils. X-Men number 2, Brian Wood writing, Olivier Coipel on the pencils. Young Avengers number 6, Karen Gillan writing, Kate Brown on the art. And by the way, a quick shout out to Jason Aaron on Wolverine and the X-Men number 31, which had a course syllabus for the Hellfire Academy that was worth the price of purchase. Alright, let's move over to some stuff from DC, starting with Justice League, number 21. Jeff Johns writing, Gary Frank on the art, finally! The conclusion to Johns' reintroduction of Captain Marvel, uh, Shazam, that is, to the DC New Universe. Here expanded out to the full issue, pushing aside the upcoming Trinity War and Superman Wonder Woman smooch fest of the regular title. And honestly, for something that started very dark and unpleasant, the ending, complete with a reintroduction of the whole Marvel family, uh, Shazam family, um, isn't that bad. At least it ties things all together and leaves me a skosh curious as to what happens next with the character. Three stars! Uh, I liked it. Wonder Woman, number 21 from DC. Brian Azzarello writing Cliff Chang on the art. Flesh and Stone. Um, some stuff happens, uh, some new characters are introduced, and someone dies, maybe. Uh, and Azrael gets to move beyond just Orion to the whole rest of the new gods, uh, pantheon. Um, I've really come to the conclusion that while I appreciate his writing on a lot of things, and think that the idea of a fresh, non-spandex take on Wonder Woman and her supporting cast is reasonable in and of itself, Azarello is slowly but surely making a mess of everything he's been involved in on this title. I mean, bottom line, even after 21 issues, I don't have a good idea of who Diana is or why I should care. Um, I'll continue reading because it's not a bad comic, but it's not the great comic it appeared to be early days in this run. Um, it's a decent but not spectacular comic, and that's a shame because it's still a better rendition of Wonder Woman than what's going on over in Justice League, so... Three stars. Um, I liked it. Um, some quicker reviews. Two stars. It was okay. Earth 2, number 14. Three star reviews. Um, I liked them. Birds of Prey, number 21. Ferris, number 17. Legion of Superheroes, number 21. Supergirl, number 21. And World's Finest, number 13. And a four star review to Fables, number 130. Bill Willingham writing Barry Kitson on the art. Moving on to some other publishers. Invincible Universe number four from Image. Phil Hester writing, Ted Nelk on the art. Perfect Tiger is killing the guardians of the globe one by one, precisely and, well, perfectly. Why? How is he managing it? And who is he telling the tale to? This was just a lot of fun for an issue, despite perhaps the gruesome ambiance of what was actually going on. Um, and a, a fun tale with one of my favorite guardians of the globe uh, from... Uh, Kirkman's Invincible Universe. Um, good stuff. Four stars. I liked it a lot. Jupiter's Legacy, number two, from Image. Mark Millar writing. Frank Quitely on the art. The next generation from the first of heroes is turning out to be quite the disappointment, as the utopian is more than willing to tell them. 
But there's a further complication, and those who head up pantheons should be remembering how those stories about their children and their parents tend to end. Uh, this series isn't quite as special spectacular as it's cracked up to be, but it's still good and intriguing stuff, a nice examination of celebrity legacies, good and bad, and probably a lot more accurate an assessment of how this sort of thing would end up in the real world than, oh, most comic book universes. So, four stars. Um, I liked it a lot. Mara, number five from Image, Brian Wood writing, Ming Doyle on the art. I'm not quite sure when this series went due south. Um, it started okay and has been trending downwards uh, dramatically, uh, such that it's now finally on my kill list. Um, it now appears that Mara has nine unlimited powers and has apparently totally disengaged from humanity. Uh, okay. And I care about this. Why? Uh, no particular reason. Oh, well. Um, two stars. It was a big okay. Um, some other independent quickie reviews, three-star reviews for The Shadow number 15 from Dynamite and Ten Grand number 3 from Image, and four-star reviews for Invincible number 103 from Image, Robert Kirkman writing, Ryan Otley on the pencils, and Thief of Thieves number 15 from Image, Robert Kirkman and Andy Diggle writing, Sean Martinbro on the art. Finally, some named reviews. Best kid-friendly comic this month, Amekami Girls, number five from DC, Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray writing, Horacio Dominguez and Ted Naifa on the pencils. Um, it's DC's heroes, reimagined as girls in an anime style. Yeah, that's a bit to get around, but it's tons of fun for boys and girls and even adults alike. Um, three stars, I am liking it. The best cover this month, I'm going to give to Hawkeye number 11 from Marvel. Matt Fraction writing David Aha and Matt Hollingsworth on the art. This is an entire tale told ingeniously from the perspective of Lucky the Pizza Dog. Um, it's brilliant, it's imaginative, it's not just a gimmicky way to tell a murder mystery, but stuff happens too. Major stuff, major character stuff. Stuff we only see from the perspective and limited understanding of Lucky. If you're not reading this title and haven't given it a try, you really, really should. It's human or canine. It's warm. It's infuriating. It's just good storytelling artistically presented. I'd have given this the best comic of the month, but I had to give it the best cover instead. Still, um, I'm giving it five stars. Uh, amazing stuff. The best collection I read this month. Um, I got inspired to this by a conversation up on Google+, and so I cracked out my JLA Avengers Collector's Edition, Marvel and DC, Kurt Busick writing, George Perez on the art. This was the long-awaited crossover between these two teams, stalled for decades by wrangling between the two publishers, finally executed in 2003 for all comic book geeks to go squee over. Busick's encyclopedic love of comics, combined with Perez's super-powered ability to draw any hero doing anything, usually a dozen or more a panel, makes this an amazing delight. Um, it would be churlish to note that the story itself is about as frothy an excuse to get these two teams fighting first each other, then side by side, as you can imagine, because really all you need is that excuse. Throw in some time disruptions, we not only get these heroes, but the various versions and costumes and incarnations of them over time, and just... Wow. 
Uh, the Oversight Collection has one volume with the story, a second volume with the backstory, including the DC and Marvel official positions over the years as to why it was the other guy's fault that this didn't get done. Um, plus the 20 pages of comic that Perez drew back when this was originally going to happen, and an analysis of how this final script came to pass. Any comic book nerd worth his go-go checks must have this. Uh, five stars. It's amazing. Finally, the best comic this month, 47 Ronin, number 5 of 5 from Dark Horse. Mike Richardson writing Stan Sakai on the art. The grand finale to the tale of the loyal retainers, which ends as the story must in blood and honor, yet in a way that is so very Japan and definitely not America. Uh, take it as you will, it's a remarkable story, and I'm seriously waiting to pick up the hardcover edition, collecting all of them as a single issue. Five stars, it was amazing. Alrighty, a summary of the best of the best. Four stars. Age of Ultron, number 10 AI. All new X-Men, number 13. Avenging Spider-Man, number 22. Daredevil, 27. Fables, 130. Fantastic Four, 9. Guardians of the Galaxy, 4. Invincible, 103. Invincible Universe, number 4. Jupiter's Legacy, number 2. New Avengers 7, Nova 5, Superior Spider-Man 12, Thief of Thieves 15, Thor God of Thunder 9, Uncanny Avengers 9, Uncanny X-Men 7, Wolverine and the X-Men 32, X-Factor 258, X-Men number 2, Young Avengers number 6. And a passel of five-star reviews, amazing stuff. Go out and buy it now, on my word. Uh, 47 Ronin, number 5 of 5, Avengers Arena 11, Fury Max 13, Hawkeye 11, and JLA Avengers Collection. And that, as they say, is that. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We will be taking our August episode as a skip month due to travel. I will try to fill in the gap um, around that with occasional blog posts. On my homepage, which you can find through the wonders of looking up Dave Does the Comics on Google, you can see all the lovely covers for these lovely comic books and leave comments on the podcast. I can be reached there or tweeted at 3 underscore star underscore Dave. You can also find my trade paperback and graphic novel reviews at goodreads.com. The Dave Hill in Inglewood, Colorado is the one you should look for. I welcome your feedback, especially your suggestions for books I should try. I hope you've enjoyed this 18 minutes out of your life. Thanks once again, and as Stanley is so fond of saying, Happy Independence Day, true believer! 